This is Pastor Tony. And this is Pastor Jeff. Welcome to the podcast. Hey guys, how you doing? We're going to talk about blended families today. And uh, I have a unique perspective on this because for many years um, I was involved in a blended family. So I came to uh, CCWC in 1990 and met my wife Debbie here at church. Well, that's a long time ago, Pastor Tony. Was, yeah. And I was just practicing Matthew chapter 6:33. A lot of people say, "How do I get married? How do I get a wife?" you know. And this is how you do it. You seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and the Lord adds the things that you need to your life. And uh, that's what I was doing when I met Debbie, and uh, we were married in 1991. And I was an instant dad. I mean, when I said I do, I instantly had a 15-year-old son named Jason and an 8-year-old son named Jesse. And let me guess, there was no manuals written for you on that. There was no manuals. <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing. I was way in over my head. I really was. And uh, I survived, though. And, you know, the Lord blessed you know, our family and, and uh, Jason and Jesse still love me to this day. Although when we first got married, they didn't love me no. at all. You were the mom taker. <laughs> yes, I was the mom taker. So I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, some of the issues that blended families deal with. And, and so number one, I think this is probably the main one, is who is the head of the household? Mm. Yes. Whether it's spoken or unspoken, this is one of the major struggles that, you know, a, a husband and a wife of a blended family deal with. Who's the head of the household? So I remember when we first got married, I, I just, you know, I was a young man, 28 years old. I can't believe I was 20. I probably weighed 156 pounds. Mm. I don't want to tell you what I weigh now. Those were the days but I'm trying to lose weight now. And uh, I was very black and white. I was very stubborn. Uh, I had a very uh, poor point of view when it came to relationships and you know, discipline. I was just young and inexperienced. And I, I literally thought everyone should just submit to me Especially after we said, I do at the altar. You know, I thought that was the biblical thing. The man's in charge and mm -hmm. he's the head of the household. And, and, you know, that's it. But what I didn't really understand, you know, was a single mom. You know, what they had to deal with in life. So when I married Debbie, she had been a single mom for 15 years. Mm. Literally 15 years. She was used to doing it on her own. She was very used to doing it on her own. In fact, you know, a lot of single moms, they're very independent. They have to be. You know, their mom, their dad, they're the breadwinner, you know, they're the they're the disciplinarian of the family. They they, you know, play every role because they have to. Mhm. Mm it's true. And then my point of view when I came into the relationship was, okay, now you got to quit all of that and let me do everything. Yeah. How did that go for you? 
It blew up in my face. <laughs> it blew up in so my I'm face. So I'm taking it now that you have some wisdom to give on this. I, I did. I gained a little wisdom over the years. And one of the things that I've realized, you know, in marriage, but also just in Christianity, you know, being around people in ministry is that behavior, uh, personality doesn't change overnight. It takes a while for people to change. It takes a while to change behavior. It takes a while to change the roles that people play in life. And so we, we really struggled, um, you know, with who was the head of the household. And until at some point, you know, I, I finally got it because we were headed for divorce. I mean, if this struggle didn't end, you know, our marriage was going to tear apart. But, you know, the Lord had a plan, and in His grace and, you know, in His wisdom, He finally touched me, and uh, I finally began to get the picture, you know, that uh, it was going to take time. It was just going to take time in, in the relationship. And, and really what happened over a period of time was is that as I began to grow in Christ, and I began to learn what my role in the family was in Jesus, how the Lord would do it and how he wanted me to do it. And it, it was just a growing process. You know, my, my anger subsided, my expectations, you know, completely changed. They went down to zero. And when I learned to expect nothing, it was a great thing. And when, when, when I finally began to take my place as a man of God over a period of time, what I noticed was, is, you know, over a period of time, the same way, it was a process. My wife began to relax and, and just began to let go of that, that head of the household position. And, you know, I can say now 27 years later, um, she doesn't want anything to do with it. Mm. You know, but at the time, she was a very tough cookie. She was strong. Mm. And, you know, all because she had to be very strong. You know, she had to work two, she always worked two jobs. She worked for the post office for many years and then, you know, on her downtime was a, a waitress, uh, you know, at a restaurant. And, you know, again, you know, you just, you know, you don't think about those things, but a single mom has to survive and take care of those kids. So, again, we struggled for the house, the head of the household position until I finally got it. The light went on. I'm a little bit slow sometimes. The Lord has to knock me over the head with a two-by-four, and that mm -hmm. two-by-four was, look, Tony, if you don't get it, you're going to get divorced, and this isn't going to work. So I really began to take time and just focus on myself. Isn't Christianity about doing your homework? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean... Here's the thing is like in doing marriage counseling and dealing with couples just in general, blended or non-blended families, I think that we grow up with this expectation of this is who I am as an independent person. These are my habits. These are, this is what I believe. This is, this is what I'm going to bring in to the marriage. Almost like we can save someone and we're the hero in, in this picture. And then what happens is it creates this level of competition between two people. So, um, and, and, and the most important thing, and I tell every couple this, is always, 
you know, these relationships are about sacrifice. And what you're doing is you're always thinking about the other person. You're thinking about, so if you're a husband, you're thinking about your wife. How can I serve my wife? How can I, um, you know, basically put her needs above my needs? And if you go in with that mentality, just like Christ, you know, he came to serve. And that's, he's our greatest example. And when, when you in a, in a family, especially within, you know, you're kind of, you're mentioning your situation, you, you already have these ideals and this is what you're going to come into it as. And she already has these habits and she's used to taking care of the family the way she does. And then here you come along, you're going to be the hero in the picture. In actuality, you, you had a lot to learn. So that's really good that, you know, through the Lord, that by his grace, that things have worked out with you guys and that you've learned to, I think that's what it is, is just humbling yourself and saying, God, uh, take me out of the equation. You got to do something here, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, something you mentioned, which is really true, that the ways of the world are always opposite of the ways in the kingdom or in the Bible. So true. And, you know, we want to be served and in the kingdom, you know, we, we, we are to serve. So, yeah, we are to serve that husband. We're to serve that wife. And when we put their needs above our own, then that's when the Lord really begins to move. And something I hear a lot with couples is, well, what about me? They're always looking out for themselves. And you hear it a lot is this, and it is kind of a selfish mentality, but I think we all kind of do it is, is we take on the poor me attitude and, uh, and you could have, coming into this family situation, felt like you were the defeated one. And you could have looked at yourself as, and maybe you did for a short period of time until you were ready to give that up, but you could have looked at yourself as the victim. It's everybody against me. Oh, I definitely did that. <laughs> <laughs> because it was for yeah. a while there. But, I mean, yeah, I got into a victim mentality. But thank the Lord he got me out of it. The, the next real issue, and this is huge with blended families, is child discipline. Mm. How is that going to happen? And uh, my wife and I, you know, after Jason and Jesse, you know, really grew up and got out of the house, we adopted uh, two more children, and it wasn't a blended family. You know, these children, we raised them together the entire time and and the way we disciplined them we were already a unit we mm -hmm. were already a single unit but when we first got married we weren't a single unit we were you know four different individuals coming together and it was something the the only real discipline that i thought worked in life um, I learned from the United States Navy. Mm. So, growing up at home uh, with my parents, discipline was more of like an explosion. And I knew that that was wrong, but I didn't know what was right either. Mm. I didn't know the right way. So, the, the example that I learned that I thought would work was, you know, the Navy. Because I was still young in the Lord. No, we're not talking about like you didn't make your bed and get on the floor and give me some push-ups type of thing. Were you? Yeah, I did that. <laughs> I did that. And uh, these two kids, I oh man, I look back at it and I kind of feel sorry for them. But uh, I did learn a lot. And one of the things that I think is really important when you're when you're entering into a blended family is is that if if you're the odd man out like I was, 
you know they had they were a family unit there was a family culture there and i didn't understand you know that culture at all i mean i didn't completely understand my wife's personality and i didn't understand jason and jesse's personality at all and i think some really great advice you know instruction um, you know, as you as you go into you know a blended family, is really just take your time and ease into these relationships, ease into the situation. Again, I kind of exploded on the scene, and instead of easing into it and learning the culture and learning the personalities, because you know you're a dad and and you know a certain type of discipline might work with your older son and maybe it doesn't work with your younger son or your daughter because they're all different yeah it's true and and i didn't i didn't know their personalities or what would work what wouldn't work at all i just um you know was kind of trial and error unfortunately and you know that's something that we really you know it, when we go into a blended family is is we expect that mom you know to trust us with her kids could you imagine i mean now you're a dad and i'm a dad also and and looking back on this i'm like i wouldn't trust my kids with somebody else you know i and and i wasn't exactly a stranger but we were brand new in this relationship mm -hmm. you know and so it takes a long time to trust somebody let alone trust somebody with your kids or with disciplining your kids or spanking them or or you know taking things away from them and and again over a period of time you know i began to learn their personalities and what would work what wouldn't work and uh, my wife began to trust me with that you know but it wasn't like that at at, at the first yeah it's important you know kind of what you're saying too as far as like I think that that as an authority figure, we tend to, the Bible says that, you know, we can't lord it over them, meaning that we can't, you know, we're just because we are a position of father doesn't make us the authority because we say so. Um, obviously, it's biblical and the Lord wants us to be shepherds of our home and he gives us that instruction on how to do so. But it also says that, you know, the sheep hear his voice. And they hear his voice not because they have to, because they want to listen for his voice. They want to listen out. So it's like something that I've really learned over the years as a father is to really be a good listener. And being a good listener, then even if you don't have all the advice in the world, because you know the, a manual hasn't been written on every situation, sometimes you have to pray about things and then speak to them later about it. But I think they respect the fact that you don't just say, don't do that. Uh, do this, do that, and give them demands, but more of like, you know, look at how Jesus taught. He taught by asking questions. He taught by giving examples and parables. And and I think that's important for, especially if you're going in a situation where these kids don't know you. How are you can't just say, hey, listen to me because I'm married to your mom. You you need to show that, show that Christ-like character. So it's important. Prayer definitely changes things, changes oh situations. Goodness, yes changes people and uh, i can't tell you enough that if you're you're in a blended family relationship more than anything else cry out to the lord for sure and ask him to you know touch the situation and be with you and uh, you know as a as a uh, you know 
a parent in a, in a blended family, and if you're, you're the step-parent, not the biological parent, are you going to get, you're not my mom, you're not my dad, you're going to get it. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you just, you just have to, you know, admit the truth and, no, I'm not your, you know, I'm not your biological mom, I'm not your biological dad, but I love you and I care for you and I, and I believe that what happened in my situation was over a period of time. You know what? I never made them call me dad. I never demanded that. I never asked for that. I'm like, you, you know what? You're going to call me whatever you want to call me. But over a period of time, they've called me dad. They both have, and, and, and they love me now and because I repented you know, of all yeah. the things that I put them through. That's awesome. Another thing, you, when you're talking about prayer, Pastor Tony, it's so important that our kids see us pray. And cry out to the Lord because it's you know it's easy for us to to maybe um, pray just before we go to bed at night but um, something that Deborah Ann and I do is we cry out to the Lord in our living room in our bedroom and the kids can hear that we are petitioning we are seeking after the Lord because we need his wisdom we're you know broken just like you've been teaching in um, the Beatitudes is you have to be poor in spirit you have to be broken before the Lord and say God I can't do this on my own. I, my own. I need you. And when the kids see that, they understand that really, you know, we have that, that humility that Christ is the center of our home. Praise the Lord. Also, another real issue that uh, blended families will deal with, deal with is that parent, that biological parent that lives outside the home. And uh, that can be a very difficult relationship. It can be, it can feel very awkward and uh you know we've talked about some of the things that would help you navigate that and prayer is definitely one of those but one thing that i learned uh in dealing with that parent is i tell you what respect and peace is so much better than war you mm. don't want war with that person you want a peaceful relationship and believe me, that peaceful relationship will benefit those children as well. And in some cases, you know, it takes some compromise. I, and there's some issues that I would never compromise on, but there are a lot of issues that you have to compromise on. And it's so much better to be at peace, you know, with those people. How are we to win people to the Lord? And uh, it's through loving people and being kind and being gracious. So I pray that these things, uh, you know, help other people that are in that situation. I have to be honest with you, being in a blended family was probably one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my life. But uh, I, I did it and uh, I survived. We're still married. You can do it. And uh, all the kids are still around. They still love me. And, uh, you know, the Lord blessed the entire thing. So God bless you. And we appreciate you very much as an audience. Thanks for tuning in.